Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, I guess. All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Comfort Zone. I am your host, Joe Barksdale. Um, very excited because this is our first interview. This is the first official guest of the podcast. So forgive me for skipping everything and going straight to the feelings wheel, but that's what we're going to do. So the feelings wheel today, well, not even today, in this moment, I feel... Ecstatic. Wait, is hey. that right? Yes, ecstatic. I feel ecstatic. Um, I'm very excited to uh, have this guest on the show. Um, I think that they offer a very unique perspective on, you know, the things that we talk about on the show. And they're also a really good friend of mine. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce Louie. Louie, I'm letting the guests introduce themselves. But I need y'all to know that we're hey. on a first name basis before he does. It's true. It's right, true. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here, man. Uh, I guess we're talking feelings wheel. Let me, I've got mine up as well. Well, let me introduce myself. I'm Louis Carr. I'm an artist manager in Austin, Texas. I manage Jackie Benson. I also uh, help produce events, um, music based and usually music based. Um, yeah, we're all independent. I think that's a, you know, big part of the personality is fiercely independent uh and looking looking at the wheel i feel i feel i don't want to steal yours but i do feel really good i feel i feel really content you can't steal a feeling um (laughs) (laughs) we can share a feeling yeah i'm ecstatic man i'm ecstatic to to be on your podcast to be the first guest you didn't even tell me i know that's exciting that's that's (laughs) i feel and you know making it through south by there you go uh that that was it was a lot it was it was emotionally draining you know um tuesday of last week so like I don't know, what is that, three days into South By? Mm-hmm. Um, I got contacted to help produce the Ukrainian showcase, you know, nice. the official. Yeah, and it was a big honor. And, of course, I said yes, but that was on top of, like, already months of planning for other South By stuff, specifically for Jackie. So for the for the people who don't know, just give them a little, like, a little, not glimpse, but just an overview of the South By stuff that you're talking about. Sure. So South By Southwest, it's this... It started in the 80s. It's always been in Austin. And it used to just be music, but they've moved into tech and to gaming. But my focus is music, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, for before I got put on to this Ukrainian showcase, it was trying to find the best opportunities for Jackie without, you know, completely draining her emotionally and mentally and physically, you know. Because mm-hmm. for people that don't know, South by Southwest is, for artists, it's like, a multitude of showcases. It's going to different events. It's networking as much as you can so that you can kind of expand your network and, you know, theoretically gain opportunities. I mean, it's not a financial thing Mm. most of the time, you know, it's, it really is about meeting people. And, um, I I think we did a good job. Jackie, (laughs) 
we ended the week somehow with three new guitars. So I mean, nice. Yeah, that's a good job. You can't beat that. <laughs> you should see. That's a good job. You should see this. Uh, this one we got from PRS. It's like uh, kind of got like a Les Paul body. Mm. Ooh, it sounds beautiful. But nice. uh, yeah, shout out to PRS. Just, yeah, shout out to PRS for real. But Jack, we also got this custom one that just happened to come this week after like two years of waiting because of the pandemic. Nice. It's aluminum, like the neck. Uh, and the headstock and everything is aluminum, and the body's hardwood, but it's like this gold anodized aluminum neck. I don't know why I'm making hand motions. This is an audio podcast. Uh, or as our friends <laughs> in the UK would say, aluminium. Aluminium, that's right. <laughs> so it's never goes out of tune, uh, looks super cool. So, I, you know, things are looking up. Nice. Not, not to say that everything is, you know. So, how, speaking of South Rainbows. Ride, how would you say that South by and this production have affected you like mentally? I know you were saying that they were emotionally draining, like in what ways? Well, so and this ain't even an interview question. I mean, none of these are interview questions. Sure. It's just a conversation, but I, yeah. yeah, of course. Well, okay. So for South by it's this thing, it's this, it's this thing where you want to be able to do your best job, but you also have to embrace the fact that you can't make, for me personally, um, over the, cause this, you know, this is probably my seventh South by six, seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's growth for me when it comes to South by is being okay with the uncontrollable, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very much a perfectionist and I want to make sure all the details are right. And I want to make sure everyone, you know, everyone involved has what they need and, with South by it's not really possible, you know, I mean, you can do a really good job. And I, the Ukrainian showcase, for example, I think went really well, but it's not going to be perfect. You know, it's, it's, it's being able to put people in the right position. And we and will then, say this, nothing is ever perfect guys. No, no. And so, yeah, I, for me, South by has become, you know, doing the best I can mm-hmm. and allowing myself to be happy with the results, you know, and, even if those results aren't exactly what I anticipated or assumed or they're different, you know, maybe they're better, but they're still different. You know, being able to, I don't know if this makes sense, but like being okay with the outcome, even if it's not exactly what I anticipated, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that for me, for South by has been the growth. Acceptance. Is, yeah. that's, that's what uh, you're talking yeah. about. It's acceptance. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, this Ukrainian showcase I worked on from Tuesday to Saturday, the the day of the show, uh, from sunup to sundown, because I had to get backline, I had to get media, I had to make sure, you know, I had to make sure things were put into place. And for those of y'all that don't know, that don't know, backline is the audio equipment, oh, speakers, yeah. amps, microphones, and so forth. Right. Yeah. So you know, South by Southwest wasn't providing any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had, luckily, I was able. I've got a good network here. You know, and, uh, and I've also learned to ask for help. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to go out and spend my money and, like, put myself in a financially compromising situation. And I'm, I might have done that in the past, you know? Would you say Instead, that asking for help is a form of acceptance? You know, yeah, I would. question. I, yeah. No, no, it's a good question. I think it's it ties into what we're talking about 100%. Yeah. You know, uh I think, well, you and I always have pretty deep conversations, so I'm pretty comfortable saying this, but like, 
a lot of my character defects can sometimes manifest in like surface level positive traits, but really it's not positive. It's toxic, you know, like borderline, like a savior complex. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where I got to be the one, I have to be the one Mm -hmm. I've got to lead the way when like with this showcase, I really relied on the people that I trust, you know, Mm -hmm. and I trusted them to be able to do and to help where they can. And, and they did, you know, like Alex Vallejo from school of rock, Austin, he, they were able to provide the back line, you know, the drums, the shout guitar amps, Alex. bass amps. Yeah, shout out. You know, and uh, oh man, called him to just about every favor I could on in the from the media side. Now it's not like a mafia great. movie. Nah. <laughs> it felt like it. Some, it's a couple days as well, like it. And you know, it it brought really good attention for Sasha. The, okay, so backstory, and this is it's an intense backstory, like. This woman caught one of the last flights out of Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, where she's born and raised. Mm. Um, her and her band and her two band members, um, they stayed behind to fight. Mm. So it was just her. And she was the only Ukrainian, official Ukrainian artist uh, at South by this year. And this was the only showcase. So mm. I really wanted to make an impact. And I, I worked with Michelle Daniel um, from UT. She's amazing. Like it was basically... There's a lot of people involved, but she and I were like the day-to-day pushing this thing forward. And it was such a rewarding experience, but it was intense. But now, you know, like Rolling Stone covered it, CNN, uh, MSNBC, all of these these outlets are giving a voice to Sasha where she didn't have one, you know. Um, and she's being able to, been able to bring attention. And we were able to set up a situation where she played Bob Dylan's Masters of War with Charlie Sexton, who's you know, been a guitarist for Bob Dylan for a while. Mm-hmm. And then Jackie was able to be a part of it. And she was able to use her network and use her platform to bring much, again, more attention. I think that was the goal, you know, just put on a good show for sure, but also bring attention to what's going on and being able to merge Austin artists and, and their voice with, with, uh, Sasha's, you know, like Chief Cleopatra, amazing artist here, Ghost Wolves, you know, these artists, and they all stepped up. That was the other thing. Like, this is like, this. that was performance number seven for Jackie. You know, Chief Cleopatra, I think it was like number eight or nine. Ghost Wolves, same thing. Like, everybody, this was at the end of South by, so everybody's tired. Everybody's kind of emotionally drained, but... Can you talk a little, can you speak a little to that? Like... Sure. Because I think that so, sometimes when people hear like, oh, you know, they play seven times, they're going to say like, what, what's the problem? You know, for sure. For the people at home, think about moving all the heaviest furniture in your house seven times in one week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine people think you're just showing up. And right. Imagine like the crowded estate fair and having to make your way from one end of a state fair to the other. Now, imagine on foot. Now imagine doing that seven times and then doing that with the heaviest equipment or furniture you have in your house. That's South by, you know, like, and imagine all of that furniture has to make it to the destination unscathed and intact. And then you have to set it up and then move it all out. It's like moving. It's like moving a small apartment seven times and then also performing and having this energy, you know, you, I mean, it can be very you know, as well as I do, the amount of the, the amount of emotional, 
I guess that's a really great way to tie it in. I don't think people realize how much how many emotions artists put into the actual act of performing. You know, you can't just be up there on stage just like indifferent, right? Mm-hmm. I, maybe that's no, no, no. You can speak on it. Speak on it. Well, so people, it to me, a performance, a live performance, is kind of this, especially when you know there's an audience. Mm-hmm. There's the, it's this bouncing back and forth of energy between the crowd and the artist. And if the artist, the artist is the catalyst, right? I mean, the crowd can be too, but if, if it's a situation like South by Southwest where the crowd may not know you, mm-hmm. so you have to be the catalyst. And then you have to do that seven times on top of all the physical stuff we just talked about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get to the Saturday and you've got this Ukrainian showcase and you've got, it was a capacity crowd too. And you've got all these people, these Ukrainian, Eastern European people in the crowd that need, I don't know, need the, the I, I'm, I, they needed it. You know, they needed to see that representation. Um, you've got all these things factoring in. And Jack, here's the other part. Jackie had a show at 830 and her set at the Ukrainian showcase was at 1115. So she had to go literally from one to the next. Oh, yeah, yeah. For those of y'all that don't know, when he's talking about a set, you're saying what, like an hour, hour oh, and a yeah. half? Yeah. 40 minutes uh, at the at Empire, which is there a venue on the uh, in Red River Cultural District, and then mm-hmm. over uh, Speakeasy, which is off Congress, which is, you know, it's it's not far. But again, it's like moving across a crowded state fair. Yeah. So, I mean, let's be honest. Like, for those of y'all that have ever carried an amp, carrying an amp from the store to the car... You know what I'm saying? Like, just when you buy it. So, like Louis talking about, you carrying multiple amps, multiple guitars. Speaking of that, how do you... Two questions. Um, Sure. So, one of them, how do you compartmentalize, or what do you do to make sure that your emotions don't affect, like, the overall... Because obviously not every emotion you feel doing these kind of things is going to be positive. So, how do you make sure that it doesn't affect the overall, like, situation in a negative way? And then my second question is, what do you do to recover, like, you know, mentally and emotionally from both great questions? Uh, I think you kind of touched on it uh, when you were initially asking. It's a little bit of compartmentalization of your emotions. okay? but it's not to the point where you just don't you don't um, ever address those emotions because Mm -hmm. that's toxic for me. For me personally, it's toxic if I don't address the negative emotions at some point. For but all I've of gotten us. to the point, for sure. Yeah, for all but of I've us. I've gotten to the point with therapy where I at least know that I can put it to the side until it's emotionally appropriate for me. Uh, and so that's what I—that's kind of what I did. I, I didn't leave it till the end of the week. I—it was kind of like an end of the night. I needed to decompress, you know. Mm-hmm. So it would literally, like, a couple of nights, it was just sitting in a dark room, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in my recliner, letting myself feel those emotions, kind of. I'm a very analytical person. So like running through the events in my head, especially the ones that made me didn't make me feel good, you know, mm-hmm. like negative interactions with certain promoters or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, Which happens that a lot a for people in your position, in your job position. too. <laughs> Managers yeah. definitely have to deal with all sorts of personalities. That's yeah. for sure. But I will say this this week has been probably the best South by Southwest I've ever had as emotionally taxing as it was physically too. Um, it felt good to be a part of something as meaningful as this Ukrainian showcase. And it felt really good to be able to give Jackie 
a good South by. I worked so hard to make sure that there were people in place so that it wasn't as hard as it ha- it could be for her. Mm-hmm. And shout out to her sister Christina, who's an amazing tour manager shout out to and Christina. assistant manager. Yeah, she she's a rock star. And they look like clones. Yeah, it's true. We <laughs> they have a shirt look so much sell. like each other. We have a shirt that we sell that says "Not Jackie" across the chest because, uh, and Christina wears it at every show because of that exact reason. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, I we have a good team. You know, you you know how that. Shout out I to mean, the team. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you know what it means to have a good team because of Bree, but then I remembered, oh yeah, you also played in the NFL. Nah, it's different. <laughs> it's a lot different. Like I would say, the team that I have now, I am like way more emotionally connected to than any team sure, I've ever played with. Well, I don't know. I I've never played a professional sport, so I can't comment on that side of it. But in this business, you're all emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, a good team. You're emotionally. I I kind of feel like that is the separation. I'm be a hundred percent honest with you. Like. The worst relationships we've ever had in this music industry have been with people that weren't emotionally invested in Jackie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't care how much money you have. If you're coming to us wanting to invest in Jackie, it's not just a financial investment. You know, you can have you, to believe in what we're doing. Can you speak to that a little bit? Um, just as far 100%. as what you're talking about being emotionally involved and how that can affect both yourself and the artists that you're working with when they are and when they aren't. Hundred percent. So for us, this is our life. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing else that we do that matters as much as this matters. So mm-hmm. everyone that we work with, to a degree, I'm not saying they have to be as evangelical as us, right? Mm-hmm. But they have to be invested to a point where it matters, where every decision that they make matters because it affects us. Mm-hmm. And I've run into situations where we were desperate for the opportunity, so we ignored the fact that these people weren't necessarily emotionally invested, and it always worked out poorly. You know, it never reached the goals that we wanted it to because, again, these people, they, did, they looked at it completely from a business standpoint, and that's, that's not where the magic lies, not in this industry. You know, there's something to be like, said for delayed gratification as to what you were talking about, too. Passing up on those right. kind of things to get the better ones. Man, I'll tell you. Like, I think for a lot of artists, I think for most artists and business people, music business people, that's the hardest lesson to learn. Like, saying no, mm-hmm. you know, having having the courage. I think it's courage. I think having the courage to look at someone that has an opportunity that may be surface level without investigation looks like it could be something really meaningful and really being able to say, is this the best situation for me? Mm-hmm. Emotionally, financially, is the, does this make sense? Do the facts line up with what the person's selling? Mm-hmm. That's huge too. Cause somebody, a lot of times, you know, we get approached and it's like, this is going to change your career. And you're like, okay, let's drill down on that. Will it actually, mm-hmm. who's the audience? And then it turns out, no, this really helps you more than it helps us. Mm-hmm. I would say I've said no in the last two years more than I've ever said in my musical management career. Uh, I mean, okay. So, I think I skipped your second question though. I think I went on a long tangent and you talked about uh, like 
Like how would yeah, how, how would that have, how did those negative events affect the artist? Yes. So like, like mentally and emotionally. We do me and Christina work very hard to insulate Jack, not to sh- shelter her, but to keep things off of her radar that never deserved to be on her radar. You know what I mean? Um, now, how would you define insulation versus uh, sheltering? People's opinions that don't matter. Okay. You know? So quality. I would say that's insulation. Sheltering would be like keeping information from Jackie that she should know. You know, like deep contract details, mm. uh, artists involved, produce, you know, things that business-wise she should know. But it's really things that like only serve to hurt you know that's the that's where the our insulation comes in mm-hmm. which makes it tough cuz then you're the you're the you're like sponge for negativity but that's where i've worked pretty hard with my come therapist back to that too okay. yeah well it's just you know it's a, it's a matter for me of like really therapy i tell when i i do consultations right with artists okay and uh one of the things i usually bring up is like do you have a therapist you know because this industry you're making art you're making the most vulnerable part of yourself available to the world for criticism, for analysis. Like there's nothing harder or more vulnerable than what you guys do. That's a great so point. to be doing that without anyone helping you to interpret the emotions and the feelings that you're feeling and the people putting emotions that you didn't ask for onto you, like to do that without someone's guided help, man, that's a tough road. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to meet with a therapist every day, every week, just someone that you can check in with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So for us, for me, that's how I deal with it. And for Jackie, she had same for her. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's to her credit, she lets a lot of stuff roll off her shoulders too, but that's, that's a lot of therapy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a crucial part of this industry is just having a good therapist. <laughs> so speaking of therapy, what would you say are some of the biggest, um, just, you know, as I ask this question, what just comes to your mind? Like what are some of the biggest benefits of therapy? Like one, just as a regular person and then going to more like, you know, as a um, artist manager. As a regular person, it's someone that you can put all of the hurt that you have maybe in that moment, not onto them, but to them that they can help you sort out where unless your mom, unless your wife, your partner, your friends, unless they are therapists, like they may not necessarily have those tools, Mm -hmm. you know, and they may not give you the answers that you either need or want, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it may lead and you end with both of you leave, leaving with a bad taste in your mouth, you know, to put it mildly. So having a therapist that allows you to just have normal relationships in your life without Adding this layer of just, you know, I don't know how to put that last part, but I hope people listening, I hope you and the people listening kind of get where I'm going with that, where, Yeah, it makes you know, sense. Like, it would be like. I'm a, not saying avoid tough conversations with the people that you love, right? Right, yeah. But it avoids you putting them in situations where they can't help you, but you want them to, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, the answer you need is not the one you want. And vice versa. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting that we're not, this isn't a visual podcast. They, uh, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, so, uh, I want to circle back to decompressing from what just happened. Okay. 
uh, with South by, you know, because I think that's an important part of this too. Cause it's not just, it's, it's similar to like coming off a big tour or coming off an album cycle, you know, where you spend all your time and energy in creating it, creating the marketing, execute, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. There's definitely like a darkness, like right after all that shit ends. Talk a little bit about, um, about that darkness. Like, well, your life has so much goddamn purpose in those album cycles in South by Southwest. You, it's like being in the military almost. You know where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be. And then when it's over, there's definitely this moment of like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. What, what, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's gotten a lot better for me. Would you say that your therapist has helped you, like, find your identity in other things? Exactly. Like, music is my love, but it's not my only thing anymore, you Mm -hmm. know? In In those dark moments, I go and do other things. I cook. Like, yesterday, I cooked a great spaghetti and meatballs meal, and it took me a while. And it was just, like, me and And Louis not even Italian. No. I mean, you know, not that much, but it was just a moment. I'm, I'll be honest. I don't even care what it tastes like afterwards. You know, it's just being in the moment with all those ingredients. Well, that makes me a little nervous to you, what you could, but yeah. Hey, I'm a great cook. I will say that. (laughs) You just said you don't care. Hey, my, my lack of, uh, my apathy when it comes to the the end result does not mean that the the end result is not fantastic. Most of the time, good amount of the time. Uh, but just being in the moment with those ingredients and, you know, creating something with my hands that mm-hmm. has a tangible end and I can be in that moment cooking and then cleaning too. You know, it might sound weird, but like cleaning definitely centers me. Okay. No, that's so not weird. To... There's no such thing as normal. I will probably be saying that to every guest on this show, but there's no such that. thing that's as true. normal. That's true. So, you know. In those dark moments, centering myself, you know, centering my happiness and centering my calm and not because like my, my love language is service, mm-hmm. but I can also push it to a toxic place. Like I said, that savior complex. Mm-hmm. So centering myself and being of service and of comfort to myself, that's, that's how I recover from those big emotional things, those big emotional events where that take up my bandwidth, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but man, it took, it took so many years of work and I'm not saying that that's going to be the case for everybody, but mm-hmm. it did. But there's it took a work. process. It, yeah. People yeah, need to know really that is. too. Cause I think sometimes people think like, Oh, I'm just like, they'd be listening to you talk about a therapist uh, when you were talking earlier and oh, I'm just going to therapist tomorrow and I'll be, I should be fine by Thursday. Right. You know? It's like being a farmer and planting seeds today and expecting to like pick the fruit tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. patience is something I'm definitely working on. Golly, I was born with none. Man. Well, and especially for somebody like you who's had success in this like arena and then you're and not starting over because you have relationships and you have friends in other areas, but But you're damn near starting over. Yeah. And yeah. it's you know, I can't imagine the emotional toll that that takes because 
for you, I would have said, I would imagine the NFL for or football in general. That's your life for what twenty years. You know, if you're counting pop and then no, because I don't start playing to them. Like that's high right. School. Yeah, that's right. But it's still, I mean, you're talking what fifteen years, half your yeah, life, half my life. You know, and then jumping full in the way you have, I, the way I've seen I've seen you with comedy and with music. I know that our our path might might not be similar, but our stories might be, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty that's a pretty amazing thing to watch, man. I just you know, I don't know how much I don't know how much time I've been talking. So, oh, holy shit, time. we've been on this for thirty minutes. No, it's been twenty eight minutes. Twenty eight minutes, eleven seconds. That's right. I round up a lot. Yeah, that's a man. I, Managers do that. It's the, it's the autism. I, it's the, it's the Thirty minutes. It's actually been twenty nine point four. No. Well, either way, man. Like just watching you and knowing your story. Not you know, obviously knowing all of it, but seeing everything that you do, man. You are really, you really are an inspiration to me. You know. Thanks, man. And I know the pandemic has put distance between us but you're also one of the people that i look at and i don't really you know the amount of time in between when we talk doesn't really diminish how i feel about you Mm -hmm. and it's just special i really appreciate you you know i know this is an interview but i i like being you know i appreciate you too one of the things that i've one of the things i've learned is giving people flowers when they're alive Mm -hmm. that's been you know that might seem morbid but no i just talked about that in the last episode well, it's important. Like, yeah. as men, Especially we as don't men. do that. No. And it somebody somebody pointed out said somebody said online that I came across it on Twitter. And you know, Twitter can be whatever it can be, but mm-hmm. some for a lot of people, the first time they get flowers for a lot of men, first time they get flowers is like at their funeral. Mm-hmm. And there are so many men in my life that deserve more than that. You know. And I think you're one of them, man. These, what you've done as a musician, as a father, as a husband, as a friend, it's just, it's its amazing. And it's really beautiful to watch. So, Thank yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know how much more you want me to talk, talk about, but I'm, I'm, uh, I can ramble as long as you need. <laughs> and that was actually a that was actually a good a good place to end on. I mean, hey. that's something that you know we do need to address more as a society. Like, you know, men emotionally supporting each other and being there for each other. Like, you know, it's twenty twenty two. It's cool now. But you know what I mean? Like, over like you were talking earlier about you know certain things that become toxic. You know, toxic masculinity works both ways. You know, sure does. Um, so yeah, the, those kind of conversations are. Uh, I'm very happy to happen on the show because those kind of conversations need to happen more in our lives. Because yeah, every agree, like you man. said, everyone's got something good to say when you're going in the ground. But why not say right. it while you hanging around? All right, let me write that right. down. That's a song. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, it it is, it is. But yeah, well, man, I really appreciate you having me on. I, uh, really I appreciate do. you coming, uh, and we definitely have to have you back. This is uh, this has been fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, this would be the this would be the what's the word? Um, the blueprint for every other interview. So you were part of the blueprint. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. I love that, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see where this podcast goes. Thanks, me too. Hopefully, awesome, it man. goes somewhere. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it will. I, knowing you, it will. 
<laughs> I could dig it. I'm about to, uh, how do I stop that? All right, so, well, actually, yeah, it can be able to fade out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.